0: This episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray does contain adult content. Hey everyone, welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I support the love of convicts. And today I am without my normal co-host Kyle, but that's okay because guess who I have with me? It's Mary Payne Gilbert. Say Hello. hello, Mary Payne
1: hello thank you so much for having me this is awesome i love a double chance to talk about this show or a triple chance
0: (laughs) and mary payne is podcasting from her bed she's not feeling well but she's still with us she's still talking about this shit show with us thank you mary i am
1: a goddamn professional i am sick rain sleet snow i'm here to talk about these television shows
0: I'm so glad because Kyle's in freaking Scotland or something and he said he couldn't he was unable to watch the episode over there. Apparently, they just don't know their trash TV in Scotland. I don't know. I mean,
1: didn't he like call the embassy or do something <laughs> to protest? My
0: gosh. I know he should. He should. So Mary Payne, would you rather live in Utah or California? Just to okay. kick us off.
1: All right. Well, I've been to both of these places,
0: <laughs> and
1: Utah is beautiful. It's mountains all around. It is clean air. Um, I would like to live in L.A., but I'm also afraid of earthquakes and you know mudslides and things. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Utah, but not with Andrea's. Um, how do I say a little bit zealot friends? Like I, I want to live there, but I don't want somebody to try to recruit me when I'm just trying to fish in the backyard.
0: Fire hair and fire beard. Doesn't, doesn't speak to you when he wants to talk about the mission Our um, friend from I, the hunger games.
1: Yeah. I called him the heat miser. If you remember <laughs> from I'm uh, Mr. Heat miser, I'm Mr. Fun from the abominable snowman.
0: Um, he does, That is a really good comparison also.
1: Yeah, I really didn't delve deep into enough like what was happening there. Like what color red did he get from the grocery store in Utah that he put all over his hair and beard? I did not get that at all.
0: It's amazing to me that you can buy that color of hair dye in a grocery store in Utah, but not beer. So fascinating (laughs) stuff. I don't know. Yeah, the jury's still out for me. I do love a little Utah, but my brand of Utah is more like Park City, maybe a little Moab. I'm not really sure about Lehigh, but I've never been there, so I don't know. I've never been to Lehigh, but it sure looks
1: picturesque and beautiful.
0: It does look nice. It does look nice, even in the winter. So, Mary Payne, before we get into the episode, I have a few pieces of evidence. Okay. Okay one is very important. And I'm curious if you saw this on Instagram today as well. Scott posted his alleged contract to prove that Lizzie is still profiting from the show. So he posted this like crinkled up piece of paper that he scratched out in blue pen, the actual dollar amount that he is owed per episode it's clear that it's $2000. Some people have said it looks like $2900, but I feel that it's a an even 2000. That is the Matt Sharp way. And there's absolutely no validation that this contract is real. I mean, who knows, right? But I don't know that Scott actually has the ability to maneuver inside of Microsoft Word. So it might be real. It probably is real. But Lizzie's entitled to like half of that, it says in the contract, which is really strange. And it makes me think that they pay the non-felon and then that... that person and the couple is responsible for transferring 50% of the funds to the, the actual felon. And I think that's because of yeah. some, son of Sam laws, but is that weird or not?
1: I saw that. I also saw his toothless rants about saying I didn't do meth or heroin or cocaine. I was like, when you what, say what? the pipe and the needle, you are referring to cocaine or meth and the needle means heroin. I mean, like, you know, I was born, but it wasn't yesterday. That's what you meant. (laughs) He posted. And then he's like, I don't know how to do this. And then he leans towards the camera with his one tooth and turns it off. Um, I saw that crinkled piece of paper zoomed in on sideways. So every time I tried to look at it, like my camera would flip it the other way. Um, It was driving me nuts. I do think it said $2,000 and that they have this joint checking account, which I guess is that part confused me more than the dividing of the money like why do they still have a joint checking account and maybe it's set up so that scott gets paid and has to give her half and they have a legal agreement i don't know it was a lot of legal math things too much for my brain to handle
0: it seems like a lot of lengths to go through like just give them separate paychecks it's so strange i don't know but either way this answers the biggest question that I always have about these shows, which is how much money do these people make? Because I think that you and Aaron talked about on pink shade, how um, somebody was spreading around that Ashley or sorry, it was pal and Roos had made from 90 day fiance had made like over a million dollars or something. And I was like, there's no way there's no way.
1: Right. Unless she's getting paid, you know, for the breastfeeding association of America, (laughs) her post with her hashtag boobs hashtag not a regular mom i don't know how they would make that much money no idea so
0: yeah and and you know usually i mean it could be different now because the show is getting so big but typically on any day fiance it's a thousand dollars per couple because they can't pay the foreign um the the foreign one in the relationship but this looks like each person gets a thousand dollars so wow big 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 money for love after lockup cast (laughs)
1: Well, you know, you think about 90 Day the other way, and so they've got 18 episodes. So you could make $18,000, which, you know, they film you for like six months. That's really not that much money.
0: It absolutely isn't. But I guess it is if you live in Pigtown, right? In Ecuador. But yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder I, about the motivation for that. I guess I mean for Scott allegedly has a lot of money um from like family money. His brother has come out and talked a lot about it. And so it just makes me wonder like what what's his MO? I guess 24 episodes, that's $24,000. That's that is a chunk of change um especially since they film for exactly 3 days to get 24 episodes worth of material. So I don't know, maybe it's worth it for them, but 6 months not worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, unless it's just 100% your side hustle and they let you do your regular job at the same time, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Anyway, I thought that was interesting. So $1,000 an episode, folks, just as is normal. These people are not making money. And this is also old news. But I did want to get your opinion on Lizzie's new haircut with the shaved sides. Looks Emmy inspired.
1: (laughs) It does look Emmy, our hero Emmy inspired except for Emily, Emmy only goes for one side. So on one side, she looks like one person and the other side, she looks like a different person. Hey, ladies, do you um, know what's in your tampons? I kind of dig it. FDA I don't really know why. I thought it made her face look really pretty. I think it's better than kind of those wigs products. that she and has that she at least had on this past episode.
0: Ingredients. Um, a lot I kind of major I, I brands liked it. Use a mix and, I mean, you know, she may too old for that. Like I should say that.
1: I mean, I'm older than she is, barely.
0: I don't know. I liked it for her. I think it made her look kind of badass or dies. I liked it too, and, and I better, normally don't go Lola for that sort of thing, but I do like that company. haircut on Emmy, and I also like the slightly different variation part? on Lizzie. Makes I thought your she looked good. There's out our Instagram folks to see this mix of picture. Of <laughs> products. Mixed yeah, I just think about how long that'll take to grow out. You know, like now you're screwed. you got these little sprouts on the side. It's like Brittany's Like You can customize your box that way. She's still growing that shit out, I Oh, I would never have this type of haircut myself. I have way too much anxiety to have it grow out. There's just too much maintenance existed. involved there's no I way i could pull it off either i to too plain looking but of um, lizzie can, can pull it off because she's got some spunk so I want. i'm into yeah, it, I it cardboard or non-applicator so, never Mary Payne, what were your anymore. overall thoughts I on love this episode? my Lola tampons are just delivered to my house. You know, I month.
1: thought it was good. We got off your the first subscription, finally uh, uh, Michael being let out of his driveway. And he that's got to see his Lola, baby, which was M-Y M-Y very sweet. L-O-L-A. And those are the most adorable and children in the world. They are just freaking precious. And then I thought the Andrea and Lamar was, I mean, that's nothing if not comedy gold. I mean, it's comedy gold. I demand they have a spinoff. <laughs> and the Marcelino and Brittany thing I thought was heartbreaking it's always heartbreaking when Gio's involved and Clinton Tracy I mean again they're having a fight in the street you know they're throwing jabs at each other like they're two years old at the you know playground and that's really it I mean er- every couple had a little bit of excitement happening nobody was a snooze
0: I agree. Things are finally happening, because there were a few episodes there for a while where I was like, not a whole lot is happening here. So I'm glad that they're kind of picking up the pace. Although next week is apparently the season finale. So I'm very confused if we're just like, my DVR says that we're jumping straight into episode, what they're calling season two, episode 24, but it's all new couples. So I don't know if that's just like they have the wrong title on my DVR and that's season three, it's, it's going to be confusing a lot of people, but I thought this episode was pretty good. Um, I loved Marcelino going to see the lawyer in his track suit. That was the best part. I thought that like, is it possible that I'm team Lamar now? Like since he got kidnapped, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and people, <laughs> there are people, um, online and, and even some people in our Patreon Facebook group that were like, This is like serious, you know, that she's she's seriously kidnapping him. And I'm like, it would be serious if it were real. But this is completely contrived for television. And that's why it's hilarious. I think it's totally fake, but I'm here for it.
1: And she's like, I'll run into I'll talk to you from the bathroom door. I was like, is this how she's used (laughs) to talking to him, like through glass? So she feels more comfortable. She's like behind the door where she has to hear him through like an echo. Like, why? (laughs) I'm going to talk to you behind the bathroom door. I was like, this is so weird.
0: It was so weird, and I'm just—I mean—before we hop into details, my last thought is that I'm just glad that Lizzie found her clothes because I was beginning to think that she was going to live in that towel for for the rest of the season. But she did find her dress, so that's good.
1: Yeah, Shirley went to the store and came back, and she was still in that towel. I was like, "You have had time to change clothes, ma'am. You have had—oh
0: my god—and full makeup too. It was so funny." Yeah. Oh. Well, let's start off with Marcelino and Brittany, since I guess the episode started off with them. Um, this this is tough. I mean, this trip to the lawyer is sad. I feel like you know Marcelino is he seems remorseful. You know, I I do believe he loves Giovanni, and he knows that he kind of fucked up. But um, I just love that Mar- that Brittany was in her professional outfit and looked super hot to like go see the lawyer like she's done up. And Marcelino's just in like his matching tracksuit. It was so- that really cracked me up.
1: But I mean, we know he has a suit. We've seen him in a suit before. Um, he just couldn't be bothered. He was trying to show that he's still a badass peeling around in his minivan. And he had to represent in his tracksuit.
0: I know, right? But Brittany has that like high ponytail. I loved it. And I like her red hair. I know some people think it's not necessary, but I just really like it. Um, What did you think about the attorney? Like, I love how he said, well, we had plan A, which is what we were going to do, when we were going to sit down and have an adult conversation. And then we had plan B, which is uh, what Marcelino went off and just decided to do. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was that was funny. And he was like, you know, we just can't have this conflict. Like, I I know that you're military and we're all men. That's what the lawyer was like. Oh, you know, he like made fun of him. We're all big men and all that. He was like, but you know, you can't just you can't just go off and be a big man and be macho. And I have to be the intermediary. Like you have to let me handle this. And now we have to take an aggressive approach and do it fast because of what you did, you know.
0: I want to know the logistics behind like getting this emergency hearing like how does one even do that I feel like the court system's so slow like we can see with Bunky's case for example I guess it's very different criminal court versus family court but I mean she waited years to have her trial and like they're just getting like an emergency hearing the next day it just seems very fast I don't know if he's just a really good attorney or what.
1: Well, I don't know, probably in family court when it's, you know, the welfare of a child or something, I, you know, I have no idea. I literally am talking as if I'm a lawyer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I but I, I, I would imagine if it's the welfare of a child, you could probably have an emergency An emergency could mean six days from now or six weeks. You know, who knows?
0: So question, do you think Tito has a lawyer? Like, is Tito prepared for this trial? And do you think he was on drugs in the last episode? Oh, he looked glassy God. eyed to me. He made
1: zero eye contact. He didn't look at a camera, a producer. He didn't look at Marcelino. He was only looking at the floor, talking to the fairies in his head. I don't know. He, yes, he was definitely on something. I don't know what, but he, I don't know if he was on the pipe or the needle, but he was on something for sure.
0: Yeah, I totally hear you. I think it's so bizarre, too, that we rock up to this house that is a completely different house than the previous season. Tito's house is the one I'm talking about. And you know, the one with like that beautiful pool, it looked like he lived at a freaking like five star hotel. And like now we come in and he's got this like really bizarre man coffee table that pops up his girlfriend or wife or whoever that was, is like nowhere to be found. He appears to be on drugs. There's no pool like what house was that last season where we saw Tito all like super glammed up and appearing to be super successful
1: post prison? Yeah, I don't know. And then they had Gia running around the pool that had no fence. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, I I don't know. That could have been his parents house. That could have been his, the kingpin of the drug situations house um, because he was in jail for like 10 years for distributing meth. I mean, he's worse than Brittany, you know, in, in totally. many,
0: many ways. Yeah totally agree so um yeah i was i was interested in what the lawyer had to say it sounds like we're going to get to see this emergency hearing of course for the finale and find out who gets custody who do you think is going to get custody
1: um they are they are i I think so too I, i think generally well i think you know tito will fail a drug test if it comes to that and then i think that if if a court can place a child with its mother and then give the father visitation they will generally do that but um you know, Brittany's had other children she's had to give up. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think that the whole situation is really sad. But I, if, if he has truly been living the, with them 24-7 for a year, I, I think the court has to give it to them, give Geo to them.
0: I agree. And that brings me to the next question, which is like, what do you think happened in Marcelino's past growing up that there was a custody battle between his mother and his stepdad and his stepdad got custody? Like that is crazy, especially in I guess that would have been like the 90s or the 80s, like to give a stepfather custody over the mother just seems like something really, really sad would have been going on there.
1: Yeah, I don't He hasn't
0: talked about it, has he?
1: I don't think so. And the mom is always around playing with the baby. So obviously, she's okay now. And then Brittany's mom we saw in this last episode. And I was like, wasn't your mom and dad the horrible alcoholics that like stole your quarters when you had the collection and uh, all that like, so they must have come from such similar backgrounds with horrible alcoholic parents that you know neglected them. But both of their mothers must have turned it around for the better because they're in the picture.
0: I know it's so weird. Like I feel like Brittany has a really good group of people around her. Like even Amanda, I know that they like make out sometimes, and she's has oh. weird hair and like stuff, and she's probably not like the greatest. Uh, yeah, I, she's a, an ex felon too. You know, she was in jail, but at least it feels like she has like a lot of support. Actually, like she says, I think when they're in the park, she has. She says, "I have." so many people who support me and my friends and family. And I want to know what happened to Brittany's sisters too, because they came to her wedding and then they just kind of, as Pedro would say, fucked off. And I want to know if she talks to them.
1: Well, so I didn't get in. I, I, they never showed the label of who else was at that park. So we had James, the cousin and Marcelino in his weird hat. And then we had Brittany's <laughs> mom. And then we had two other people, a girl, a man and a woman, and they didn't ever say who they were. So maybe one of those was
0: her sister. Yeah, I guess it could have been. I know they don't, I don't think that they are local, but maybe they came in to support her for the custody battle. It seems like short notice since it was like an emergency hearing. Um, Also, was Marcelino wearing a matching outfit intentionally with his friend? Could be. Because they were both in camo, like full camo. And I was like, oh, they're like, they're like samesies. Like, did they, did they plan this matchy matchy? Well, they're
1: trying to blend in in the park. They were trying to hide.
0: See, they That's probably need deal. more sand-colored if they're going for that in uh, Nevada. But <laughs> uh, true, true. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Obviously, Brittany's like super justifiably scared of losing Gio. Uh, Marcelino is feels very guilty as he should. Uh, worried about that fight that he had with Tito. I don't know. Did I miss anything?
1: Uh, No, they were just in the park and he's so cute, you know, and and I don't think he's doing it for the cameras to be playing with Gio and be such a dad figure. I think he, you know, and this is a twist twist because I, I found him the first season we saw him to be quite an odd character. But I think it's a it's a twist that he sort of really turned out to be the strong, stable guy.
0: Oh, yeah, I think Marcelino is genuinely a great stepdad. I mean, it's pretty obvious Gio really likes him. The kid seems super happy. I mean, they have another baby and it, it seems like their family life, they're doing really well. Um, especially like for the short amount of time she's been out of prison. It's pretty remarkable. The, the progress that they've made, but I don't know. Yeah, I really hope yeah. that it all goes well. I'm like rooting for them genuinely more than probably anybody else in this show. I am too.
1: I am too. You're, are you telling me you're not rooting for uh Clinton Tracy to produce some meth babies? <laughs>
0: Hey, ladies, I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about our sponsor, Lola. Do you know what's in your tampons? The FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, and many are treated with harsh chemical cleansing ingredients. A lot of major brands even use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their tampons, like rayon and polyester. Gross. Lola products, on the other hand, are 100% organic with no added chemicals, synthetics, or dyes. And even better, Lola is a female founded company founded by women for women. And the best part, Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable and you can choose your mix of products, mix or absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. So if you want 16 regular tampons and two light tampons, you can customize your box to make it just that way. Also, you can change or skip your subscription at any time, all online. No need to call anyone. I've been a Lola subscriber for at least two years now, before this podcast even existed. I absolutely love that I'm able to customize my box to get the exact mix of absorbency that I need and also to get the type of applicator that I want, compact, cardboard, or non-applicator tampons. I never even think about buying tampons anymore. I love that Lola just delivers them to my house every month. For 40% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter code love when you subscribe. That's mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com and enter code love when you subscribe to get 40% off your first month subscription. I'll also have a link in the show notes with that code. So if you're driving, you can take advantage of this awesome deal. That's mylola.com and use code love cray at checkout. Let's just hop right into Clinton Tracy, actually, because this I just felt like, okay, a Clint is not treating Tracy the way that he used to like, like his goddess. And this also feels like a fight that I used to have with my siblings when I was like seven years old. Like, I didn't, I didn't say that joke. Name one joke I made. I didn't say that you shut up. And like, this feels like when I was like, fighting with my brothers as a child. Totally. and it feels fake too. Do you think this is a real fight?
1: Uh yeah, I do think it's a real fight because these these guys uh uh aren't really succeeding at life. So I don't think they could succeed at (laughs) acting. They, um, you know, they get there and they have a fight in the car on the way to meet production. And she made a joke about, you know, doing drugs. She probably made a joke about like, ha ha, maybe I'll, you know, get me some motherfucking crack. Like last time I'm sure she made a joke. Well, Clint is completely gaslighting her to turn everything around on her so that she'll forget about Stephanie. That's what I
0: think. 100%. 100%. Although, did you? It, see, it feels like a little bit of fraud. because did you notice when they get out of that car, there's no driver in the car? <laughs> right. Because it's like a production car. So she's yeah, like, I'm uh, going to get in this enough. car and
1: I'm going to leave, but I'm going to sit in the back and they're going to tell me that they're not going to drive me anywhere. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She's like, she's like, thanks a lot for leaving me. He's like, thanks a lot for running your mouth and not shutting up. And she's like, you did it. You did it. uh, you are. Uh uh-uh. uh, I said, you are your mama said, I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. The funniest part was when um, he said, well, I didn't just leave like you did. And she goes, that's because you're no good at getting a ride. And he said, because I don't <laughs> suck dick for a ride.
0: That I don't was suck harsh. dick for a ride.
1: Yeah. And yeah. she was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I'll do it again. Round two. I was like, Oh, my gosh, both of you stop while you're ahead. I mean, please.
0: Yeah, terrible that it was rough. Like, I don't know how you come back from that. If my husband said something like that to me on national television, it would be hard to forgive. And yet their forgiveness is so rapid. And you know, two, two minutes later, they're like, Yeah, yeah, let's get married. I'm like. Literally five minutes ago, you were just talking about her sucking dick for a ride, and now you're huggy huggy, kissy kissy, like going to the chapel to get married. This does not add up. It's so strange.
1: He just, she was like, "You need to say you're sorry." He's like, "You need to say you're sorry." And she's like, "I'm not saying I'm sorry." Yeah, am And yeah, blah, 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 blah. they go back and forth, back and forth. I mean, finally he goes, "Okay, I'm sorry," again, just like a three year old who got out of the timeout corner. Okay, I'm sorry she goes, great, let's get married. He goes, okay, I love you, her. <laughs>
0: it's <so> like, <laughs> No sincere apologies were made. And I just want to know what the actual joke was. I totally agree with you. It was definitely something along the lines of, well, I guess I'll just go do some other fucking crack tonight after we get married. And it really set him off. But Clint can't even remember the nature of the joke. He can't even repeat the joke. And therefore, like, how bad could it have been if you can't even remember what it was?
1: he walked down the street and slammed like 46 shots and came back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he walked down the street and he couldn't get very far. He didn't have a lot of his, you know, as Aaron says, his Clint bucks that his mother has given him. His Clint bucks don't work in Vegas. So he had to come back.
0: <laughs> it's so, it, I really, really liked watching these guys, Clint and Tracy, like last season. I just thought they were so funny. It was so comical. It, it was interesting. And then this season, I feel like it's really fallen flat for me. I don't know why I haven't enjoyed them as much.
1: Well, they're using their, uh, kind of like Dorinda Medley does, you know, using your own catchphrases a little too much, you know? Yeah. Like she, she kind of said that to his mom on the phone, like, ha ha, motherfucking crack. And she rolls her eyes like, silly me. (laughs) Like, all right, this is pretty serious, but okay.
0: I know. I like that she's (laughs) self deprecating, but like mama Clint, who she calls Alice, even though Clint told her not to call her Alice, uh, is not amused by these motherfucking crack jokes, which makes Mm-mm. it really cringy. Mm-mm. But I don't know. We'll end this uh, Clinton Tracy talk on Clint's final line of the episode. It's really easy to dislike someone that you love so much.
1: Right. Do you think it took him a second to come up with a different word for hate? Because he wanted well, to say he didn't <laughs> want to say he hates her. So he came exactly up with his like, yeah,
0: I think it's because his mom didn't let him say hate growing up. Because remember when they were having the quote unquote brunch um, with Alice and she said, you know, I don't like to use the word hate, which makes me think that he was raised not allowed to use that word because it's so oh. strong.
1: Wow. That's some investigative journalism right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, let's let's move on to Lamar and Andrea, because this was kind of the big hitter of the episode. I don't know. Do you agree? Like, I feel this was kind of the, the headline, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think these two are hilarious. I'm not even kidding. When they are in their confessional together. I mean, they are funny. And, you know, he's like, this is some crazy bitch shit holding me hostage. I mean, it, <laughs> it's funny. My wife is trying to keep me hostage in fucking Utah. I mean, he's funny. He's funny. You, and I don't, do you, I, I'm scared if he goes to LA, he's going to go back with the, with the Crips.
0: I know I'm scared too. I really do think it would be good for Lamar to be in Utah just for a while. But this is the, I really cringed at Andre and Lamar earlier in the season, but now that Tennyson and, um, Oh my God, is it, it's Nala, right? Is the daughter's name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and the small one, which I can't even remember her name because thankfully she's not on camera that much, but now that the kids are not involved, I enjoy him a lot more because I think when he's around the kids, it's so cringy and he just clearly doesn't give a shit. But now that it's just the two of them, it is so hilarious. And I have really cracked up watching them the last few episodes, but uh schemiest scheme ever. So the namesake of the episode, uh, first off, can we talk about Lamar's outfit in their opening scene for a hot second? Okay. He is wearing a big gold necklace with the continent of Africa on it, a sideways ball cap, sunglasses inside, inside, and this giant puffy jacket. And it, this outfit is everything. Mary Payne, this outfit is fucking everything. (laughs) It is so hilarious that he's like walking around Lehigh and he's wearing sunglasses inside. I just love it.
1: You think that's better than the bandana patchwork sweatshirt he had on when he went to the weed house?
0: Yes. Well, I don't know. It's neck and neck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This outfit was a little more on trend.
0: Probably. (laughs) Anytime anybody's wearing sunglasses inside, it just, it it makes my day. Um, But yeah. So Andre is kind of fucking with him in the beginning. Like we have to go to church to praise the Lord. And he immediately is just like, I know, I need to get away from you. So he drops her off at the Panera, or what looked like a Panera, but I believe is the Paradise Bakery in Utah, mm. and to have lunch with Michelle, her her buddy. Get yeah, some alone Michelle. Time
1: listen, first of all, I was annoyed by the continuity of this because the food would be on the table and then not on the table while they were having the same conversation, which drives me nuts. I'm like, producers, pull it together. I am not in television and I know nothing about nothing. But when (laughs) the food is on the table and then not on the table during the same sentence, you're like, okay, obviously they made you do the whole thing again after you ate your food. Um, So, Yeah, they go. And so she tells, you know, I've I've called the kids old school. I've talked to his his PO. He can do his parole out here and all this. And Michelle's like, oh, that's great. You know, what does he think? She's like, well, he doesn't really know. But, you know, I'm going to tell him this is what we're doing. And Michelle's like, listen, you didn't tell. I don't want to be I don't want to help you. I don't want to be a part of a lie. And she's like, well, he can't leave because I have his birth certificate and his debit card. So he can't leave the state.
0: Okay. how do you even make plans with somebody's parole officer? Like, is that even legal to change his parole without asking the actual person that's on parole? Like, it feels like that is not allowed. And that's why I, it's, it just seems a little fishy. I don't know.
1: Well, that's when, when she said that to him and he goes, that's not true. You know, if, if he, she told you that, that is not true that you can't just do that. And she goes, no, I did it. It's all set up. He's like, what? I mean, He even was like, I don't think you can do that.
0: Yeah. I loved it. Well, when Andrea like called out Michelle and said, like, I am not looking for this sweet Mormon lady BS. I need you to help me get him here. What does she expect Michelle to do? Like chain him down, handcuff him like or just talk him into it. It doesn't make any sense when she's asking Michelle for support. Michelle's like, I'm not doing any of the sneaky stuff and calls her a schemer. But what actually is she asking Michelle to do?
1: I don't know because Michelle already tried to talk to him on the porch before he went fishing. And he was like, Uh huh, you're part of the plot. You know, like he, he, it's not like, (laughs) it's not like Michelle is his best childhood friend who can talk some sense into him. He doesn't know her.
0: Yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. And then even if it's Michelle that actually made the quote, she's trying to kidnap her own husband, which is hilarious that she is the first one to verbalize it because it's what we're all thinking. Like, wow, Andrea is kidnapping Lamar. And who do we think is going to win this fight? Probably Lamar.
1: Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, since we saw them, I thought that one of that that scene before she threw the phone into the um, produce in that grocery store in L.A. <laughs> I thought that scene was like that, that was some sketchy grocery store looking stuff, and, and you know, and then she's on the phone with her friends who are like, "Oh, you're at a grocery store in L.A. I bet you're just going to see like Brad Pitt walking by and all the celebrities." And meanwhile, like the meat is rotten. <laughs> There's chains on the windows. I was like, you know, she's not living like an L.A. lifestyle, really. And she's not
0: Monterey. Like, yeah.
1: Exactly. And, and I think that, I don't know. I think they are better off in Utah. But that is very, very, very out of his comfort zone. I mean, could they find a middle ground? You know, could they find a middle ground where they don't have any crips for him to get sucked back in?
0: I feel like they need to go to Seattle or something. I don't know. Portland, maybe Dallas, somewhere where they have some nice stuff, but they're not around all of the bad influences that Lamar needs to stay away from. And it's but they're all, not but they're full also on not, Mormon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But not full <laughs> on Mormon. Exactly. Because that's like, I mean, they're, but they're so extreme. So, I mean, she says to him, like, you told me the second time you got out of jail, which I'm like, there's a, a beautiful marriage phrase. You told <laughs> me, you, you promised me the second time you got out of jail that we would move to Utah. He was like, yeah, but then uh, you let me stay in L.A. too long. And then I got used to it again. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, it's her fault.
0: Did you see that one minute little interlude scene between commercials? It was like not even 60 seconds long where they're making the pros and cons list of living in California versus Utah. And she's like safe, strong Mormon community, Mormon temples everywhere, fresh air. And he's like, California's got palm trees and sunshine and mom and pop burger stands and chili cheese Fritos and I'm like wow that is a reason to stay in a place chili cheese Fritos that cracked me up
1: you can make that at home it's pretty easy
0: I know right I'm sure Lizzie knows how to do it with like only prison materials so yeah only take a lesson I also love how they subtitle Lamar like pretty often (laughs) I've never noticed that (laughs) (laughs) i've never noticed that that's funny anyway um so yeah the kidnapping actual kidnapping scene happens and she runs into the bathroom and that's kind of where we end their storyline this episode what do you think's gonna happen is she gonna stay in the bathroom forever
1: (laughs) i think he's gonna like call his parole officer and see if that's true And he's going to figure out a way to get around it. And maybe she will stay in Utah and he will go back to L.A., promising to join her, but never doing so.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so, yeah, the first off, they need to go get the three kids that they left behind in Los Angeles. Who knows with who and they need to get them out to Utah. But you think he's definitely going back and she's staying? Yeah. And
1: maybe they'll have a spinoff where it's like Lamar comes to Utah. I don't know.
0: I loved it when he called her a crazy bitch. And normally I don't really like when men talk to women like that, but I had to kind of agree with Lamar a little bit. I was like, yeah, she is pretty crazy right now, actually, if this is real, but there's no way these two stay married. Right. I mean, like they they have to split up. Yeah. She needs to find a
1: good Mormon man. That's, you know, into all the same stuff she is. And, Lamar is not it he whatever he promised her in prison that he was gonna come out and you know be one with Jesus and not run in the streets I don't think it's gonna happen
0: I mean neither I don't know yeah they I they need to split I I'm not seeing a future for these two even though they're hilarious and I'm enjoying him without the children let's talk about Lizzie and Scott and the towel and Charlene Okay. okay so
1: Charlene comes in with the drug test right and He's in that. I've never seen somebody sweat so much in my life. He's like rivers pouring down the side of his face. No one else is sweating in the house. I mean, you know, she's like, I've been suspicious. The sky isn't dry. This is, uh. I was like, You can't even like speak solidly. Um, but you know, they go she's like, go to the bathroom and he goes, I can't go. And she goes, Yeah, you can. I could go right now. And he goes, You can't just go on demand. She was like, Yeah, I can't watch. So she comes out, her test is clean. And she's like, Now you've had some time, now you go. He's like, I, I can't go, like, I can't be. So they go in the bathroom, and she's sitting on the edge of the tub in that towel. And he, I guess, he whips it out and starts peeing. And she goes, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "I'm trying to pee." I was like, "Couldn't she see that's what he was trying to do?" I mean, we could only see his back. And then she's like, "Like you say to your uh, toddler, can I run the water for you?" Yeah. And then he he holds it in. He he clenches up his male kegels and he holds it in. And he does <laughs> not. He does not pee. He does not pee. And he I, says, I, I go on and off and I have a problem. And, and you know, his his one point was valid. I really helped you get off drugs. Now you can help me. And she was like, fuck that. See you later.
0: Some might argue that he fed her drug, ha- drug habit while she was in jail by providing her with the money to purchase heroin or at least trade sh- shrimp for heroin. But, yeah, I, I hear you. I thought that was I think her point of view is I can't be caught anywhere near drugs because I don't want to go back to jail. But he he specifically mentions amphetamine. And so Mm -hmm. that's why when he's like, I'm not smoking meth, I'm like, that's exactly where my head went when you mentioned the word amphetamine and then later you said, I grabbed the pipe, not the needle. I mean, Mm. what else could he be talking about? If it's not meth and not crack, then it's, is he just talking about weed? Because that's like legal in California. And as Lamar says last episode, it's kind of like getting a soda. So there's, that's not really a big concern, right? Like what other drugs are there to smoke? It's not, It it's either meth or crack.
1: It It is what it is. If you say to someone, I grabbed the pipe, not the needle. That is what that means. I mean, come on. I watch Breaking Bad. I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, come I on. I mean, this explains a huge mystery for us, Mary Payne, which is how the hell did Scott's teeth get into the condition that they're in? If there is some meth involved here, we have a lot of clarity where we didn't before.
1: Yeah. And if he has so much money and now he's not having to give Lizzie any money, um, why can't he get them fixed? I mean, why can't he get them fixed? It is disgusting to look at. And I have a real problem with teeth. And I have a re- especially on these Instagram videos when he leans right into the camera and his teeth are <laughs> right in the camera. Oh,
0: it's really bad. It's really bad. And I don't know that. <sighs> I was kind of with Liz- Lizzie, got out of that towel like super fast after the result comes back. And yeah. Charlene is the real MVP here. Like, she's the true friend. Why doesn't Scott lean on Charlene, who's clearly willing to help him, and just like let Lizzie go? Let her, she lives in Wisconsin anyway. What's she going to do to help you, really? Let her go and lean on Charlene. She can help you get clean. She clearly has some sort of medical assistant job. She's in those scrubs. So, yeah. unless she's a dental hygienist, I don't know. Also would be troubling if she worked at a dental office and living with Scott. (laughs) She also
1: could, you know, she could have a number of jobs in the scrubs, let's be honest. I mean, she could work at a vet. Um, But, you know, yeah. I mean, he was telling her on the couch, like, I have this problem. And ever since I broke up with her and I'm depressed. And she was like, you should lean on me. And he was like, you're going to leave me, too. And she's like, no, you know, no, I'm not like we've been friends for years. I'm not going to leave you. And of course, I was like, she's also getting free rent. She's not leaving. She's not leaving
0: she she's staying there on this plush victorian furniture that hasn't been cleaned in 10 years in scott's house (laughs) but that's right man that woman for having just lounging around in that towel for hours after the beach trip she got changed super fast after the positive drug test came back and damn she was out of there
1: did you think she was going to
0: come back the next day though
1: Uh, I did, yeah, because I think that she's probably like, all right, I'm going to get $1,000 for each scene or each, you know, I got to keep this going so I can get some money.
0: I will tell you this. Lizzie is the queen of maximizing screen time. Like last season, how long were they in that weird like days in where they filmed? Six days maybe with Adam and Jasmine and Scott. And she dragged that out for 12 episodes. So she only had to film for about, six days less than a week and she got paid for 12 episodes nice work, girl and like this time around she's been in california for two days and she's gotten another 10 episodes out of it i think she's she's working the system she's doing it the right way that's for sure
1: yeah and she has a real job too and you know yeah good
0: girl i know for sure um so what do you think's gonna happen with scott is he just gonna are we gonna like we're ending the season next episode so how does this end
1: Well, you know, as we saw, and I was trying to say, I was saying with Aaron, like, have we ever seen them before in a confessional together? I don't know that we have. We saw him and that other girlfriend in a confessional together, but um, they were together and then he starts pulling out the letters, I guess, which is to show all these things that she said to him, like, I love you. I'll never leave you. I'll help you, blah, 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 whatever. So every time he pulled out a letter, you know, it's like, you kept all those letters. And he starts – she's ripping them up and throwing them around like, you know, whoop, yeah. as if – I mean, she's ripping them one time and, like, throwing them in the air <laughs> like she just don't care. I mean, like, crazy. And then he's like, and then I'll have all this is the receipts from the blah, blah, and then here's all the debt from the Mustang. And he dumps out a cigar box full of credit cards. I was like, that's from one car? Like, would you split it up between 36 cards? Like, I don't understand – I didn't understand any of that. But then when he got up, he he threw the envelope at her and then kicked the chair over. And then she runs towards one camera and he runs in the other way. Like, I don't know. I was quite a dramatic ending. She definitely wasn't expecting that for sure.
0: Yeah. That looks like a total, it looks like that's going to continue. I next episode as well i thought that was extremely strange that they had them both in the itm like that's we haven't seen that before and you know who i would love to see in an itm together is michael and megan and sarah all three the thruple but that we'll never get that because you know he's on tether he can't leave the area Mm -hmm. of flint
1: (laughs) no he's on tether in his house he cannot go past the end of his driveway it's like literally, that's why What's-Her-Face had to come and sit in the car because she's not allowed in the house.
0: Which brings me to my next question and just segueing right into the Threpple. So Sarah rents this house in Flint, which is a strange choice in and of itself. Why doesn't she just go to Michael's parents' house and or mother's house? And how is Michael allowed to go all the way there? I thought he couldn't leave his driveway.
1: Well, he can't leave his driveway, but he could get like a special thing to go see her and the baby, but he cannot get a special thing to go all the way to New York.
0: Ah, okay. So he got like a travel pass just to go down the street. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He got a, you know,
1: he probably expanded his radius to like he can go within 10 miles or something, but he cannot go all the way to New York. His tether will not reach to New York only to 10 mile radius.
0: Interesting. Okay. So I don't have kids. so I have to ask you, Mary Payne, you have, you have at least one child, right? Mm
1: -hmm. I have two teenagers, so I'll appreciate your, appreciate your thoughts and prayers
0: <laughs> when she when Sarah is sitting down with Aviana and she's like let's do your hair for dad how do you want your hair for dad is this like a normal thing like I don't remember my mother ever asking me a single time in my childhood how do you want to dress up for your father like I just thought it was very strange
1: no but maybe you saw your father Maybe more than once every three years. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's true. It would be like maybe like if grandma's coming over and we only see her twice a year. Let's let's get dressed up and pretty for grandma. Like, how should we do your hair? I think it's like that. Um, but n- generally, no. I wouldn't be like, Dad's coming home from work. Let's get your hair fixed. I'm like, Dad's <laughs> coming home from work. I can't wait to throw you at your father and let me run upstairs and lock myself in the bathroom. Um,
0: that makes yeah, this she like have even that. sadder. Yeah. Oh, it's I know. sad. I, it's
1: very I, sad.
0: These are the cutest kids like rain and I babies. I'm just like, man, whatever. But like that little rain, she's cute with that full head of hair. And then Aviana too is just so adorable and well-behaved and not messed up uh, that we can tell so far. Do you know what I mean? She's so young. She hasn't had her dad around at all. And I don't know. I just feel really bad for these two little
1: girls. I know, and they are precious. And I do think, I thought it was interesting last episode or a couple episodes where Sarah was saying, you know, that ever since she had rain, of course, she went into a depression, which is very common, you know, postpartum depression. But you could imagine she had already said that, like, can you imagine how embarrassing it is to go to this hospital and now have my second child with a man who's not here because he's been in jail? I mean, you know, I think it's all sort of hitting her, all these life decisions she made around him. And she's just trying to gather her strength to, you know, leave him and at the same time rent an awesome house and keep her long fingernails going I mean she's got a lot to worry about
0: I know it is the style these days to have like the pointed ends on the nails but I just can't I will never get used to it Uh, the claws I it's not for me I don't know.
1: It's not for me, and I just think, that especially when you have a new baby, they really want you to keep your nails super short all the time because when you're changing diapers and stuff, so much stuff can get under your nails, and you need to like constantly be scrubbing so that you don't then touch something else. You know, like so it seems to me just a little unsanitary. It's like when Sheena Shea on um, Vanderpump would always that she always show herself cooking with those nails, and then one time she posted an Instagram video, and I was like, "Oops, one of my nails popped off into my chili." I was oh, like, "Oh." come on that's disgusting come
0: oh, on that's disgusting i didn't even think about like baby shit getting like stuck under those claws that's so nasty yeah uh, I, mean, I want but, to,
1: you to like, put, put an eye out with those you know
0: i know especially a tiny little baby it just seems like a hazard i don't know yeah she could just she could just have them
1: on for camera time and then pop them right off like a lee press on i don't know i think she's dealing with a lot and and i i at least in this first episode, I mean, this first scene we saw with the two of them together, she seemed pretty calm and he seemed pretty calm. And I hope that they can remain that because they, they can amp it up pretty quick because they've got so many years of troubles, you know, building up and resentments and all that. And, and you know, not to mention his, you know, other complete life he had with this girl that's being filmed. So, you know, so it's, it's a lot to handle. So I hope that she's gathering her strength to just leave his ass completely.
0: It was so strange because we kind of see a different side of Sarah and I guess a relationship in general when Michael shows up and he's actually dressed and his eyes are open like he didn't smoke a ton of weed before he went over there. And, you know, she's so calm and she looks at him like the way that she looks at Michael you're like, wow, she still freaking loves him. Like you can tell she's just like looking at him with these googly eyes and look at your daughter and this and that. And she's super calm and collected. But then 10 minutes later with this, should we go to dinner conversation? She just snaps and it's immediately back into i am done, you know, Debbie style. And I just can't understand how she goes from one to the other so quickly unless it's edited that way, which is a total possibility.
1: It was a probably longer scene. I just you know what I noticed as a as a parent is that when she was, you know, handing the handing rain to him and he was like looking at how pretty she was and then Aviana, of course, so desperately wanted his attention. And she was like, Will you color with me? And then um Sarah was like you could do both. Like you can hold the baby and you can color with her. And he was like, Oh, okay. Cause like, he didn't want to let the baby go cause he just met the baby. But of course Aviana was so desperate for him to like sit by her and color. And so it was interesting that he took direction from Sarah. T- you know, I-, I just found that was an interesting parenting moment where we're like, okay, he's listening. He's not trying to be like, no, you can't tell me what to do. You know, he was like, Oh, okay. You know, she's like, you can do both. And he goes like, I'm just trying to maximize my time. And I don't know. I found all of that very interesting that, you know, in a different world, perhaps they could be good parents together. And, you know, we've seen on Instagram her post pictures with him and the kids and say, no matter what, you know, happened with us, he's still a really good dad. And he does obviously very much love his children, you know, so he has to be very torn and heartbroken about his bad life choices. So I don't know. Yes. And I think it was edited to make it, you know, for sure, for sure. There was 20 minutes in between that when it amped up.
0: I'm thinking there has to be. It's also interesting. How did you notice Sarah mentioned my maternity leave is ending? I have to go back to work because Ray needs shots, and those cost money. And he has absolutely no—he. This is something that he's never thought about. It's like he's like, oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He has no recognition of thing like kids cost money that there are expenses he's never contributed to said expenses Sarah's doing this all on her own I would be so resentful I have to admit like if that were me what what is Michael even bringing to the table just nothing like sex once every three years because that was the only time he wasn't in jail that you could bang like he just doesn't bring anything to the table She's yeah, she, I don't know all the emotional labor and the physical labor and all other labor is on Sarah.
1: Yeah. And that's what I think after she had Rain. I think that's sort of what she was saying. Like, I've been in this depression. And, you know, and that's when she went and talked to the lawyer. And it, w- it was very sad, you know, when they sh- last week, when they showed her talking to Emmy. And she was like, I'm just like, I've been a failure as a wife. I've been a failure as a mother. And Emmy's like, What are you talking about? She was like, He's the one that's the failure. He has failed at being a father. He has failed at being a husband. You have done everything that you're supposed to do. Like, he's the one that's the failure, not you. And you should never look at what you've done, you know, and that's why we love Emmy. She's a hero.
0: She is a hero. I miss her. We didn't see her this episode. Sigh. And so let's go t- over to Megan. Like Megan, first of all, is insufferable. Like, I can yep. barely stand to watch her on screen. I just dislike her so strongly, as Clint would say. And she's just going through these letters from Michael. And I'm, I'm thinking, why do we even give a shit about Megan anymore? Like, I could not care less about megan i couldn't yeah she needs to burn those letters in a seance or something and get the rid of him and she keeps talking about this gray area that they're in and i'm thinking there's no gray area is there like he had a baby you made out with his friend and let's face it she definitely banged his friend right okay and then i don't know <laughs> i just like what where is this relationship now he's not even responding to your text messages
1: yeah. I mean, whether he gets divorced with Sarah or not, it's over with Megan. Megan lives in Houston. And unless she's relocating to the booming town of Flint, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's to me, it's like, all right, we got it. Like maybe again, she's like Lizzie and she's just staying on it for the TV time and the $12,000 she might get. But she seems like she could be a very smart individual with a good job. And she doesn't really need this loser, you know?
0: Oh, she definitely doesn't need this loser. I am com- I am as confused as Megan's father as far as why she even decided to date him in the first place. What? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. Megan's
1: father, but- another hero and also makes a delicious... <laughs> It makes a delicious looking kebab
0: oh my god he does then megan makes a statement i do worry about the new baby and if that's something that gets him trapped up again i'm like yeah babies are kind of the definition of getting trapped into something they require a lot of care <laughs> you want to see them you have to take care of them what is she even trying to say with this like yes clearly like does she think that he shouldn't be around his new daughter it's really shitty It's shitty. And when that picture first
1: came on her phone last episode, she was like, I didn't want to fucking see this baby. I was like, you're horrible. You don't say that about a baby, any baby. I don't care if it's your uh, ex-boyfriend, current boyfriend that's married to somebody else and has two babies with his wife, his wife. They are married. And once she found out that they were actually married and he had been lying the whole time, that is when she should have taken her exit and tried to get like a spinoff, you know, Megan trying to date in the city or something. I mean, she shouldn't never have continued on with this, no matter what he said. He was married and he lied about it the whole time. The end.
0: It was so bad. I do you think she did it just for the money? Because I guess she's hypothetically getting a $1,000 an episode. Did she just do this for the ten grand, or does she really actually care about Michael? I, I do wonder.
1: And do we also think she was actually a virgin? That's my burning
0: question. Um, I don't, but I don't know. She like swears she was doesn't even matter to me. I don't care. She definitely banged rock, which good for you, Megan. I mean, he's, he's cuter than Michael. Um, for
1: sure. For and, sure. I was like, Oh, get it with rock. He's cute.
0: Yeah, he is cute. So maybe she should just get with rock. I, not a great choice in the grand scheme of things, actually, but better than Michael. Hard to be worse. But Can I just talk want about- Megan. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to talk about
1: Rock and what was the connection there? Why does Rock also live in Houston or Fort Worth or wherever they live? Michael's from Flint, Michigan. This Rock guy is his best friend for his whole life. Happens to live in the same town as Sarah. I know
0: that's so strange and nobody's talking about it. Like, yes. And Michael hasn't made any comments about why the hell his best friend lives in Texas in the exact same place that Megan does. It's very strange. Seems coincidental to the point where it might be fraud I don't know.
1: I mean, or that's how she met Michael in the first place because she was she knew Rock and he's like, hey, you should write my buddy. He's in prison. He definitely does not have a wife and two children. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't get it at all. And why was Rock the one paying Megan back for his bail? Like, it's all very sketchy.
0: That is very sketchy. I never thought about that. I might have to do some hashtag journalism on this um, situation mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a good. I wonder that about Chantel and Pedro too of Ninety Day Fiance. Like, why do we never see the friend that quote unquote introduced them? And I can't remember how Megan says that she met Michael, but I thought she said a friend introduced them, right? I can't. Oh I'll have to go back
1: I, and look. I can't remember. I've tried to kind of blur her out a little bit, kind of, kind of, oh. kind of give a little Vaseline lens blot, so I don't have to see her so clearly. She's she's not not a good person.
0: I'm going to have to reach out to B about the situation on Instagram. I'll see what he says. Um, okay. All right. Who's B? Oh, B is her friend, her cute, adorable friend with the pigtails. I had to actually unfollow him because I was checking Instagram at work one day, and his like bodybuilding pictures where he's just in a speedo popped up, and I swear my boss all over my shoulder, and I was just like, "I'm not looking at porn, I swear." This is
1: just a- wait. This is the this is like the cute guy that does the face mask
0: with her and stuff. Yes.
1: Oh,
0: his Instagram feed is, is very alarming. It's not like inappropriate, but it just might look inappropriate if somebody's looking over your shoulder. Like, Okay, what are you well, looking at,
1: <laughs> well, he will definitely know how they met and why rock was paying the money back to Megan. And I mean, it. I don't know. I'm like, why does rock have access to Michael's money? I don't know. It's, it's very tangled. And I'd like to I'd like to know the answer.
0: I know me too. I need to find out. I'll ask him. I don't know if he'll respond. He's probably under contract. But either way, um, if Michael told me that he was getting a divorce today, I'd be torn. I'd have a lot to think about. I'm like, oh, whatever, Megan. You take two fucking seconds to be like, yes, Michael, I'll come back to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, she knew he was married. She picked him up from a second bout in prison and gave him like a handy in the driveway. She's not that torn.
0: no honey mustard but uh definitely gave him a handy so no
1: he was mad about the ranch don't forget oh that's ranch. right it was ranch i don't oh. you didn't bring any ranch i mean that was that was about to be the deal breaker he didn't care about rock he was furious about the ranch
0: <laughs> so true uh any other words mary Payne? any uh any other thoughts on the episode that we missed you know I don't
1: know. I, th- I think that we covered it. I just really am really rooting for Marcelina and Brittany. And I-, I would like to make a comment on her hair. I think Brittany is a stunningly beautiful woman. And her hair was the envy of, of all the nations. So gorgeous. <laughs> so I don't know why she did that. I understand she's been in prison a long time. She wants to spice it up, You know, wear some makeup, feel like a girly girl. I get it. But I I hope that if we have a round three with them, that we don't that that she goes back to her natural, beautiful strawberry blonde. And I say that as a strawberry blonde myself.
0: I like her hair natural, but I also love the bright poppy red. I it's I like it. I know a lot of people don't. I guess it's more like orange orangey than red, but I I don't know. I like it so much. I think it's so fiery. I I really like it. I know I'm in the minority. That's a lot to keep up, I bet. Because her hair so oh long. Oh my god, you know? she has so much hair. Yeah, seriously, I, I've never dyed my hair in my whole life, so I don't even know the maintenance that goes into it. But I see people getting their hair colored, like friends of mine, like every two months, costs a fortune. So
1: I, I told know. my husband, I, yeah, I told my husband that once. I was like, you know, I save a lot of money by not ever coloring my hair. He's like, what? And he's like, that's like when you go to Target, and you save money because you get the three percent off with the card. I was like, <laughs> exactly. I've saved money. Saved money.
0: I made that same argument to my husband yesterday when he told me, quote, unquote, you just want everything. <laughs> like, what I if like, I get yeah. it at Target? I get 3% off. <laughs> yeah. So it's a deal. Mary Payne, thank you so much for being here today. Sick in bed. Subbing yeah. for Kyle, who's hopefully wearing a kilt somewhere up north in Scotland. Yeah. And... Maybe he'll he'll come back
1: with a Scottish accent to, to, oh. to uh, pre- preview
0: premiere. I wanted to use a Scottish accent today to announce where he was, but then I chickened out because I just can't, I can't do accents like Kyle can. So we'll have to wait for it.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I'll be listening to to hear if he can, he can, maybe he can blend a Moldovan and a Scottish (laughs) together.
0: I'm sure it'll sound like John Walters, like every other accent. So we can look forward to that. Love that. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Mary Payne. And thanks everybody. You can follow me at reality. Cray cray. Um, Mary Payne, where can everybody find you?
1: Uh, I have a podcast called Pain in the Pod, and it's P-A-Y-N-E. And so everything on social media is Pain in the Pod. You can find it on your podcast app. Also, I'm on Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, our friend, every week. And we have a Patreon-only podcast called Hey Bunky. So lots of places to find me. Uh, if you don't get sick of listening to me, that's a lot of info.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you were here to recap this with me so we didn't have to skip a week. And I'm sure I will talk to you soon.
1: Okay, thanks Kim.